Hello, welcome back to this podcast about us living our lives and returning back to the earth as we once came into it. That's why this is called Returning to the Earth Podcast is we are all slowly living life and very fastly living life. And I know it may be existentialist to say that we're dying, but we are dying every single day or we're getting closer to it. And um, so, yeah, I... I made this radical decision to, um, or this pivot, um, to change this podcast and to kind of change the gist of it. And honestly, I, I've been losing, if I'm being transparent, a lot of followers because I am doing it in a way where I'm, I'm doing things differently than what I have the past two years. And that's scary for me because <laughs> I feel like I've, I've built this, this beautiful, community of people through this but um within any change in one's life not everybody's going to love it and I I'm really learning that in the physical and and the interweb world and um having internet presence the past two three years more prominent more potently um has definitely taken a toll on who I think and who I want to be and it's been really interesting to see myself judge and to see myself grow and to see myself who I want to become and so yeah today is just I posted something about shame and um, a new friend of mine slid up and said um, actually let me just go to Instagram really quick Um, and just quickly read what it said So I posted something about um, shame dies when stories are told in safe spaces. And um, this person came back and said, shame lies in the unspoken. And I said, hell yes, shame is such a beautiful thing to unravel. But so hard in the beginning to digest and realize that it's happening. And so yeah, shame is something incredibly... um, I've made a podcast episode on this before I changed the name and shame is something that I'm deeply working on and I find myself getting triggered by others when they're also feeling shameful but they project but I also know I'd do the same thing and so I am dealing with a lot of head-on me judging others for the same things that I do and so it's been a it's been a lot of stress on my shoulders because I'm allowing myself to actually feel the shame and to see the judgment and the shame and everything come from the deepest, rudest part of my being to the surface. And confronting this is incredibly difficult. Um, Yeah, because shame lies in the unspoken. It's those things that we are embarrassed about that we never tell anybody about. But when we let go of shame, it's, it's digging into those nasty parts of ourselves, quote unquote nasty, to completely uproot them and decide that I love this about myself. And today, um, on the farm, we have a new um, person and I was speaking, I don't know if I was speaking to them, um, so I'm not sure that's the only reason I brought that up, or if I was talking to somebody else, but I was saying, I think there was a couple different people there in the garden when we were doing like arts and crafts, and I was saying how beautiful density and sadness and anger and the ugly emotions are and how as humans, I didn't say it exactly like this, but this is the point that I'm trying to get to is we find it so quote-unquote again ugly to show these things of us and that buries shame deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until when somebody questions our existence we blow up in their face and um and yeah it's every time I've been trying to make a podcast episode as well every thought that I've been thinking about all day goes out the window um and sometimes it's really hard to make time for these episodes because I 
you know, live in this in this space where I don't know what time I actually have free unless I have a whole day off. And so sometimes I feel very potently about something in that moment, but I, I cannot make a podcast episode over it because um, this stuff going on. And so I kind of have to write it down or I have to hide it in my head. And then when I go back to it, it's just not as potently wanting to be spoken about. And so sometimes I find that very aggravating and I'm trying my best to just be like, when I'm meant to make it, it's going to come through. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of self-reflection um, based on I do not like being a judgmental person. I don't like being criticized. I don't like criticizing. Um, I try my best to just be extremely compassionate with people. The only reason when that doesn't happen is when I feel attacked. Then, of course, I'm going to attack back because everybody does that at a fight or flight. Um and I'm not perfect. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. And all I ask is for the grace for me to also make mistakes. And when I feel like I cannot make mistakes and my existence is being um, thrown at or um, when I feel like I have to be embarrassed over my existence, that's when I will become defensive. And that's what anybody would do is because when we think that our existence is embarrassing, we bury that shame deep deep down and we don't want to admit it because it's vulnerable um so yeah I just having to reflect on that and also communicate um I'm also the kind of person that I'm realizing that I will wait off to communicate until I almost explode and that's because in every past relationship of mine typically when I speak up for myself it's completely invalidated or it's partially invalidated until one day we, I have a conversation with that person and it's completely invalidated. And then I feel crazy. So I'm like, I'm never going to bring up my emotions again. So I'm scared that when I bring it up to new people in my life, that they're just going to invalidate me and make me feel that crazy feeling again, which is the worst feeling ever, in my opinion. It feels like self-abandonment. It's cold. It's isolating. You feel like to feel insane, like when you have a panic attack, like you feel like you're insane or you're dying is honestly the worst feeling um ever while being human and so I've been trying to run away from that feeling so I have not been communicating out of the fear that people are just just going to gaslight me and they're just going to say oh that's not what you're actually feeling this is what's actually happening but um I've recently been having really great conversations that are very constructive with people that are just as understanding as I am and it's been so nice to like when I have conversations with people I will I want to hear them. And I've only started doing this recently because I've had a new awareness. In my past, of course, I was not very understanding. They would attack me. I would attack them. We try to both prove ourselves. But in the past, like, six months, I've really been trying to open up the space for people and say, okay, there's enough room for both of us to be right. How can we help one another out? And so I will fully listen to somebody and say, okay, I hear that I messed up. I will try my best to not do that again. Uh, thank you for being patient with me and... Um, sometimes I apologize if I know that what I was doing was out of indifference despite somebody, but if everything was an accident, I'm not going to apologize. Um, actually, sometimes I do still apologize. It just kind of depends on the context. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get out of the habit of just apologizing for my existence when other people apologize for their existence. Um, I, I'm really not a fan of that. And so, because I've been in so many situations where sorry has become a form of manipulation and to make me feel bad instead of actually it being a constructive 
apologetic I'm sorry I will not do that again it's like I'm sorry and then it just keeps happening that that thing they're apologizing for and so I've learned to not accept sorries or I'm not just gonna say sorry unless I actually hurt somebody or I feel the need for it to be there and I just try to tell people hey I do not want you apologizing for your existence unless you know what you did hurt me. Um, And I know you might find that rude or weird, but that's a boundary of mine. Um, Can we please work on you not apologizing for your existence? And um, I think that's a helpful thing for both people too is because I want to help build you up. My favorite love language is reminding people of their power. I love calling people badasses. Like the other day, there is a lady down the road who has horses and she was showing us because she used to be a jouster. Um... And she was in this jousting gear with one of her older horses. And I was like, you are such a freaking badass. And she laughed and she's an older lady. And she was like, thank you. And I was like, you're so welcome. Um, I just had to say that. Um, You know, I guess just things in general like that. I want to remind people of their power. I want to know. Um, I also want to know why people do what they do. And I know that's not always easy. That's one of my favorite qualities about myself is when somebody wants to communicate, I will tell them exactly why I do what I do to try to help them be compassionate. So for instance, communicating with a a recent um, conflict with somebody, I was saying the only reason why I felt I had to build up my emotions and then finally let you know why I didn't like what you were doing and how it felt kind of, I was working out of fight or flight and I did apologize for that and saying that that was not cool. Um, And I had, I ended up saying, um, The reason why I did what I did is because past people that I've been with and family members, like I just said, I have felt like every time I've wanted to communicate my feelings, every point was invalidated. And I hate that feeling of abandonment and coldness and craziness. And so I've been so scared to communicate with the fear that you're going to do that to me. So I'd rather build up and then like raise my voice so that you hear me and then never have to talk about it again. Instead, I could just go sit down with them and say hey can we please talk and how they're going to react has nothing to do with me as long as I get my peace out and I'm open to hearing their perspective um and also the other thing is you don't always have to be open to hearing somebody else's perspective if you literally just say hey today I just want you to hear me out now I want to hear yours tomorrow or try to leave room for somebody else's perspective unless it's abusive and then say I'm going to get what I have to say off my chest please do not talk to me please do not call me please do not text me um until I text you or call you or reach out to you you you're also more than allowed to set these boundaries with people um and again this is all learning I'm not perfect I'm messy I'm human I make mistakes I hurt people everyone does we think that we can outrun that but we can't the epitome of being human is we will hurt one another but will you still have the courage to love and be vulnerable after hurt that's such a brave act to even be in contact with to dance with to entangle with um to love about yourself again letting go of shame the opposite well the opposite of shame is empathy and compassion for a yourself first i just listened to a ram das thing on that and then having compassion for somebody else. I recently was talking to my therapist and um, this therapy thing is new to me. I used to do therapy in the past and I did not like it. I do not like traditional Western therapy. Um, But I was like, my parents were going to pay for it. And um, I really had a rough six months. And so I was just like, yeah, like, mom, can you please pay for therapy? And she's like, yeah. So I've done, I think, three sessions and we were talking about how, so we were going through a situation where somebody was gaslighting me. And um, I was like, yeah, I tried being compassionate with them. And she's like, 
well, that's where you went wrong because when somebody hurts you and they're intentionally hurting you and manipulating you in order to prove themselves, um, the compassion for them is not going to get you anywhere. It's do you have compassion for yourself? And that compassion can be, I have enough compassion for myself to remove myself from the situation and be okay and not apologize for me, not people-pleasing. Um, that's That can be compassion for yourself. Or for instance, I, again, I'm a people pleaser. And so I'm working on not people pleasing. And um, lately, like today, I didn't have a social battery. And normally I would drain myself dead to socialize out of FOMO. I have a fear of missing out deeply um, because of manipulation as a younger child. When I would um, decide I didn't want to do something, it, I would feel so guilty because other person's like, I, I don't even know an example, but I just felt guilty if I didn't do stuff with somebody else. Um, I always felt guilt tripped. And so now I do everything with a fear of missing out with that guilt tripping that I've had in the past. And so I'm really like, instead, I was supposed to be on feed with three others or two others tonight. And I was supposed to like do stuff with them because we were teaching somebody new um, stuff around our farm. And um, I was just like, I I ended up saying like, hey, I I have a very low social battery and I was communicative on that, um, communicative on that. And um, they're like, no worries. And they were so understanding and so sweet. And I could have sat there and drained my social battery until I got irritable or I could have just spoken up. And so I did that and I just did my own thing. And then um, I said I was going to do something else with somebody. And they're like, if you don't, if you're not feeling up for it, you don't have to. And I was like, I appreciate that so deeply. You having that compassion for me. Um, cause also people in my past have been like, oh, you are, you know, failing on me or you are, you know, um, like, I don't like that you, I don't even know the words I'm looking for right now. I'm also very tired. And the reason why I decided not to participate in the activities that people are doing tonight, is because my stomach is kind of bothering me. Whenever I, I feel very stressed out, which I have been lately and I haven't been sleeping well, my stomach reacts um, because of vagal nerve theory or polyvagal theory, you can look at that and make sense most to me. And that's what I go by. And so it's just been giving me some irritation. So I, I had some sauerkraut, which is good in probiotics. I had fermented, 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 um, like this, it's called seeking ferments. It's just a type, it's not kombucha, but it's like a fermented drink. Um, and then I had a white peach and that should help out with my digestion. So I'm excited for that to kick in. And so anyhow, talking about not people pleasing, I just talked about my social battery and they were like, you're completely good. You don't have to do anything tonight. Just like, I hope you feel better. I hope you're doing better. Um, and yeah, take it easy. And I was like, I, you don't know how much I appreciate that bare minimum. Like that made my night knowing that somebody was not going to be like, oh, well, I need your help. They're like, no, like it if you're not feeling good, I understand. I would want somebody to do the same for me. You can take it easy. And so I loved that so much. Um, and so, yeah, throughout the day, I just didn't have much of a social battery in general. So I kind of did my own thing. And then, um, again, tonight there was something going on, but I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Um, and I just want to be alone. I just want to sit in my little cabin and make a podcast episode and read some books and, burn some cedar wood and just maybe drink some tea i think i'm gonna go make some pasta that we got from farmers market today because we can trade with other farmers and and yeah and then go to bed early maybe or give somebody i love a call i don't know 
Um, but just like have a relaxing evening and treat myself because I deserve that. And normally I would put myself out there and constantly drain myself because I'm scared of missing out. And um, that's just something that's also been really primarily coming up. And and so, yeah. Also saying things out loud make them smaller. And that's part of shame is when we have something so loud in our minds. If you just tell one other person, I promise you, if you feel so inclined intuitively to tell them, I'm sure they're feeling the same way. Um, just, yeah. If you're feeling out of it, if you're feeling weird, if you're feeling really really heavy with something on your mind just be like hey go up to somebody and be like hey do you have the emotional space to hear this and sometimes they might say no and sometimes that is hard and a kick in the gut because as a people pleaser i'd be like yeah you can just tell me even if i'm having a rough time um which i'm also learning to not do i'm just like if i don't want to do it also if it's a maybe it's a no and that's something that i've been learning the lesson of is people pleasing i just want to say yes to everybody like even if it's going to hurt me i'm just like yeah like because I think that it's going to get me love and acceptance. Um, but I'm learning to say no. And so the other day I was really emotionally drained and I just needed somebody to hear me and nobody could have, nobody really ha- around me had the space to do so. And I even called one of my older siblings and I was like, hey, I, and I like called crying and I was like, hey, I just need somebody to hear me out and like validate me that I'm not crazy. Um, and I was like, how are you feeling emotionally? And she's like, I'm emotionally drained. And I was like, okay, understood. Um, And so we just said, we love you. Or like, I love you right back. And then we just hung up and that was okay. And so I just ended up holding myself and crying and I ended up being okay. Um, And so just respecting other people's nose as well. Um, The other thing is, there's always that saying, not everybody's going to like you. And I thought that I was actively doing that. I thought I was being like, yeah um like I it's okay if nobody likes me until I realize that I hate people are mad at me because I feel like they're going to take all their love away from me because when I would piss off one of my guardians when I was younger um or even still they would take things away from me they'd be like all right well less tv time like if I just pissed them off or if I made them mad it'd be like um now you have to go do these chores because I'm upset at you and you need to go do something for a punishment so um, I always felt like my actions had a, a thing. And so I've learned to change myself and mirror people in order for them to like me to get an ounce of respect or love from them. And so also lately, if somebody does not like me, I don't give a flying F. And I don't know how that shifted, but lately and normally I will put myself out there and I will make myself seen and heard in an extroverted way to make sure that I receive and am good with everybody. But lately, I'm quiet, and when I don't like something, I'm like, oh, I don't really like that. Um, and if they don't like that, then that's perfectly fine. Because I'm actually enjoying my own time, which I haven't in a really long time. And I have people that would back me up. If they won't back me up, then I can also take a step back from them. I'm learning that my own company is so sacred, and I have not felt this this love for being alone and like almost two years and so I have just been soaking in time alone where I'm just like I can giggle at TikToks on my phone and I don't have to constantly be by somebody's side but I can just be okay with laying in silence um and so I'm so proud of myself from getting to this point because like 
four months ago, I was struggling so hard with being alone where I started making diaries on this podcast episode talking about how to be alone again. And it was so hard where I would cry when I was alone. I would just sob because I was so lonely and oh, it breaks my heart. And it's also so beautiful. And now I'm just like, yeah, please. I'm socially drained. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm just going to go lay in my cabin in silence. And that's all I would like. And sometimes I do stuff and I really want to be like, hey, I want alone time, but I don't know how to say that to people yet. And it, it's a process. It's a beautiful process. And I'm learning again to respect other people's no's more instead of just like I will always respect somebody's no but sometimes I judge it I'm like well if it was me but I am also a recovering people pleaser and so I have to get over it if somebody says they don't like something and if I judge it I was gonna I don't know what I was gonna say but it's like it's not cool of me and so I'm learning to respect my own no so I can respect other people's no's without judgment as well because sometimes I say no or I think the reason why I judge other people's nose is because growing up, everything results back to childhood, guys. As I just realized this, growing up, whenever I would um, say no to something, there'd be some kind of judgment. It was like, well, you have to do it. Or when I would say I was done, I didn't want to work anymore, I didn't want to, you know, eat anymore, it was, you have to finish your plate. So no was not accepted. Or whenever I was like, com- like physically tired of working, whether I was doing like, projects around because I grew up on 10 acres whether I was doing projects around um or doing like whatever else it would be oh no we have three more hours of work you're gonna keep your ass here and you can go get water but you're gonna get your ass right back and so my no was never respected and so I didn't know how to respect other people's no's fully again I would say I understand but did I fully understand no I would judge and I'm like well why the heck did they get this grace, but I never got this grace. And it was just an internal reflection of myself. So circling back around for the final time, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying or putting myself on any pedestal. I'm learning. I'm loving. I'm hurting. I'm mourning. I'm grieving. I am just a beautiful little cosmic flake in the unfolding love story of this universe's paradigm. I don't know spectacle very big words wanted to come out um that probably made no sense but yeah life is wild and beautiful and I'm learning to accept myself more for just I am and I love when people are themselves like when people are just like do random stuff I fucking love it I admire people so much for that today and something that I did today that I normally would never do and I've also, I recently had an interaction with somebody where they're like, I love that you do these things and you're unapologetic. And I was like, let me tell you how long it took me to do that. <laughs> like, thank you. I appreciate the acknowledgement so much. And within that, I am not perfect. And so therefore you can also do it. Like, cause you recognize it in me means that, you know, you can do it yourself, right? Like you're that badass too. Um, and so, uh, today I was socially drained, but I wanted to sit in the garden where everybody else was. And so I just put in my AirPods and I blasted this folk music that I was sharing with somebody else. And so I was listening to this music people, this person was sharing with me and, um, listened to my own folk songs that I already had on cue as well. And I literally just laid in between this fenced and like flower bed two areas where there's like peas growing up this side of the fence. And I literally just sat there. And I like tapped on my chest for like EFT tapping. I just laid in like the warm sand and I had sand in my hair and sand on my back and sand on my toes and wood chips probably in my hair. And this was public. Like I did not hide this. I just sat there and like 
hummed music and laid in between these flower beds and I fucking loved it I was smiling so big and I'm sure if somebody looked over me they'd be like what is going on but I fucking loved that about myself I was like yes I'm fucking owning this shit and I love this and um so yeah circling back around something that somebody in my past I just got acknowledgement on is whenever I would be overwhelmed I would like And they kind of did this not to get out of conflict, but just because my nervous system was shocked. I would dance around unapologetically. Like when I, my nervous system feels shocked and I know somebody's going to yell at me sometimes or they're going to be upset at me or I know that we're going to have a hard conversation and I just don't know how to be like, okay, we can sit down and have that conversation. I will crank up music and my headphones and I will just dance around um, and like frolic around and just do my own thing. Um... And so they re- somebody recently reached out from my past and was just like, yeah, I really loved the way you were unapologetic when you danced. Um, and I was like, wow, I feel so loved that that was finally acknowledged. That was really beautiful. And so I know that if I want to dance and sing, and sometimes I'll literally go in the garden when I know people are around, and I will just turn on some Noah Khan or some Zach Bryan because those are people that I feel like I can scream to their songs to right now. I love, like, country music too because singing in a country accent is something I've been doing since I was a little girl because I was raised in like 70s like 70s through 90s like Brad Paisley and like Hank Williams Jr. stuff um growing up and so I just love that little southernness to singing songs and it like brings my inner child so much happiness so I just crank it up in my headphones and I just sing and I could sound so incredibly bad but it makes me feel so good about myself that I'm just belting music and So yeah, I'm learning to be unapologetic about my existence and to be more open to communication and when I am defensive, taking accountability and being like, I know that could have hurt. Um, I was doing out of fight or flight or, you know, if I really hurt them out of indifference, being like, I'm so fucking sorry. I know that I did that and that was really shitty. Um, Can we talk about it? And if not right now, I hope in the future. And um, I'm trying to get closure from people. I know that that's not always possible, but out of a lot of my past experiences with people, whether it's friends or more than friends, I've been getting a lot of closure where I think everybody from my past where I've had a hard time with, I have gone to them and I've apologized or we've had a conversation or whatever else. And there's only one other person I really want closure from that I might not ever. And that's something that I'm learning to live with. But I think that I might. And um, if I do, if I don't, that's perfectly okay. It's just how it's going to be um so yeah I'm trying to let go of expectations of getting closure but also asking for closure and if they say no or don't respond or leave me on red or ghost me or block me or restrict me then that's okay too and letting go of the control of needing um closure within conflict of two human beings so but anyhow I love you thank you for coming to this podcast about shame and about learning and loving and grieving and mourning and hurting and being so happy about life and being ecstatic about just looking up at the sun and looking at the clouds and screaming I love you to the mountains and everything in between so I hope you know how beautiful your density of emotion is within every aspect of who you are and every fractal of emotion that you will be and have been so I hope to talk to you again soon bye bye